Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. super super excited to have the gorgeous Jenny um, aka money coach on our show today um, thank you so much for joining us Jenny my pleasure um, so we have actually had personal experience of working with you haven't we Jenny you have I didn't know whether you were going to bring that up oh, absolutely absolutely we um, well that's why we love you so much yeah. We um, had the most incredible experience. James and I both had sessions with Jenny around money um, and just absolutely loved it and have become very, very good friends with you since. I know, and that's amazing. <laughs> and we're much better with our money as well, which helped. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, we're going to run through some questions with Jenny, but um, the great thing about her is she gives you really concrete actions to go with, so as well as like kind of shifting your beliefs around money. Uh, you get a lot of little processes and tricks and tips that we've employed and have really worked for us. Yeah, and it's not a dump and run situation either. So um, Jenny keeps in touch with you, and it's not just because we're friends. I know she kind of delivers that for every client, but it was just, you know, I've I've said this to Jenny before. I've had so many um, coaches and, you know, from business to everything, and actually I would hands up say Jenny is a magical wizard and actually one that I would keep on going back to and, I know you're going to talk a little bit about how you work with clients and your retreats and everything, but yeah, absolutely wonderful lady and works her magic. But we wanted to talk about um, midlife um, and money specifically, because I know we talked about this briefly, Jenny. At midlife, you know, it is something that is a, it can be a real, real issue. A lot of people at midlife um, have got themselves into scenarios, situations, work, you know, houses, mortgages. And it can feel like money rules their life in every sense. And people can feel trapped and often, you know, not necessarily follow their dreams and their passion because they've kind of got linked into this, this feeding the machine of money, basically. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But that's just to introduce why we think it's super, super important to, to talk about money at midlife. So without further ado, Jenny. What led yes. you to become a money coach and what did you actually do? <laughs> yeah. Well, my aha moment was a long time ago in the late 90s. I was doing a personal development course and my business was doing okay, but I wasn't making much money personally, like 80 pounds a week, which is nothing. 
And I changed my attitude on the course, spent Monday playing around with my business finances. And then I gave myself a massive pay rise to £400 a week, which is quite a lot more than 80, but still not loads. And that was all within 48 hours. So you change your mindset and then you do a bit of action with your money. And suddenly everything seems to magically work out. And a year later, I bought my first home in London. And all my friends were like, how did you do that? And they didn't want to do the courses or read any of the books or any of those sort of things. So I created five questions to get to the heart of their money. And then we created a new positive belief together. And, you know, I didn't really think more about it. Anyone would say, I'm stuck with my money. I'd do it with them and start charging people. But it wasn't until I became a business advisor much more recently that I realized the coaching was massively more effective. Yes, you do need some practical tools. You can't get away without doing that at all, whether it's business or personal. But one coaching conversation can change your perspective about money completely. And that's what I do, really. Well, we've, yeah, experienced we've experienced that, that personally, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, I was going to go back. What an amazing, what an amazing thing, anyway, to say. Going from paying yourself no. eighty pounds a week to buying your first property in London—that's but in in a space of a year—that's that's incredible. It is fabulous. And like, how do you do? You want to talk to um, talk to us a little bit about how you do work with people? Because you just mentioned, obviously, on a coaching session. But you know, exactly how do you work with clients? Well, I'm very much let's sort it out, let's take action. And so I try and do it in one session. And I'm very happy that people get it in one session. But then they go, that was good. Can I have more? And that sort of blows <laughs> me a bit. <laughs> They're like, yes, I've done that. And now I earned 15,000 last week. And it'd be great if I could earn 30. And I sort of go, oh, OK. So what I do, I do do some follow up if people want it. So when you have the coaching session, you automatically get a follow, follow up session the following week. And then I sort of send out four emails to just keep track and keep reminding you. But I do, if people insist, I will give them more coaching. But what I've done is created a money retreat so that people can come and just kind of immerse themselves in that kind of money conversation. Because we do courses and lots of other things. I mean, I know you do much longer retreats. And I think, you know, it's a long time. I think a whole day on money is quite enough for people at the stage. <laughs> and so you do a day on money and it just, you know, it's training that we don't do anywhere else. Because I don't, I will do the practical stuff, but I'm not a financial advisor. My background's a business advisor. So it's all about making you money, enjoying what you have and, you know, taking that back into your life so that you come talk to me, go into your life, change what you were doing, feel happier about money and off you go. Which I think is That's... a brilliant, brilliant idea because, yeah, it's something we're not really taught. I guess most people aren't taught at school. Like we, we know about the concept of money, but you're never given lessons in like how to manage it or, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. It's quite Sorry, interesting because there isn't a right way to manage your money. I'm sure maybe lots of financial advisors would disagree or accountants, but they're very particular people and they have very particular skills. And I work with a lot of artists and creative people and musicians, and they're not necessarily the kind of people who are going to sit down and do a budget, which is what they always tell you to do. And the other thing is what I find is no matter how good you are at doing your money. So I do work with some people who are very good with their money. I did have an accountant actually recently and uh, he didn't tell me he was an accountant till halfway through the consultation. And, uh, <laughs> confessed. I know, but the funny thing is he came to me for practical advice about money and I said, oh, I don't really do that. You know, I do your relationship with money. You know, that's what I'll work on. And then if you've got any practical questions, we deal with it. And halfway through and he went, yeah, okay, Jenny, actually I'm an accountant. <laughs> and I've just kind of read, Oh, okay. 
but he just got himself into a bit of debt and he was just very angry because his dad had forced him to become an accountant and it was his way of rebelling. So right. he earned loads of money, but when it came to his own finance, he just did everything you shouldn't do because he was going, I don't want to be an accountant. <laughs> wow. Well, it's interesting when um, having just experienced your coaching session and honestly, it was, you know this anyway, but it was an absolute, like completely phenomenal experience. Um, you know, just my reaction to certain things that you do, I won't go into too much detail, but <laughs> just some of my reaction. I remember like, obviously, um, one of your, yeah, one of your tactics. And I just remember kind of thinking, oh my goodness, she's really pushing my buttons here, really pushing my buttons. And then obviously that's what I needed. And you're kind of really, really getting into the beliefs, the patterns, why you think and feel a certain way about money. And yeah, I mean, you saying about, Kind of people coming back again and again. That's why James and I were absolutely gutted that we weren't around for your money retreat, your one day money retreat. Because I don't think with all this stuff, you can ever know too much. It's a constant learning, isn't it? And it's a constant growth thing. So, yeah, it is actually. And the more you grow, the more you enjoy, you know, managing your money. Uh, you know, I've got, uh, you know, I know you didn't really like spreadsheets and now you kind of much more into them. <laughs> She's getting better, Jenny. She's getting better. I know. Yeah. I, do. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. But I don't mind a spreadsheet now. I don't get hot, sweaty and run in the opposite direction. <laughs> so, yeah, what will, yeah, number two. Yeah, so you've talked there about relationship with money. Um, in your experience, what do you say leads people to have difficult relationships with money? And do you ever see any, like, common themes reoccurring? Yes. So... Without a doubt, what we learnt growing up is it comes up 90% of the time. If it's not that, it's something significant that's happened. So somebody might be going along really well in life, then something happens and that throws them off. But And there are a few other things as well, but generally it's what we learnt growing up. And what's particularly fascinating is different people have such, everyone has such a unique uh, view on money. So we all have our own unique relationship with money based on what we learnt growing up, what our skills are, what our attitude to life is generally. And it, I'm fascinated. I know it's me. I'm fascinated by this. But siblings can have completely different responses to the same situation of something that happened at home. So, yeah, that's that's what you grew up with. But it's so easy to change once you once you realize it. So I had a wonderful client who got to 40 and said, I'm terrible with money. I'm going to sort it out now. And that wasn't she... you, by the way, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Somebody else. I was before 40. <laughs> yeah, no. Confidentiality is obviously a key with this kind no, of joking. <laughs> but but um, it turns out she got told all her life she was terrible with money by her mother. And I said, when did it start? And she said, well, she took cash out of my piggy bank. And I'm sure lots of parents have done this. But what her mother did, which I thought was particularly harsh, is she shouted at the, her three-year-old and blamed her for not having enough money in the piggy bank. Wow. That's quite harsh, isn't it? And apparently yeah. her mother's still like that and blaming her. And her mother's like, well, we paid for your clothes when you were a child. You know, you should be paying us back and buying our clothes now. So, you know, wow. that's, it's a very different perspective on money than we have generally. And so what she identified is actually she's great with money. She's got no debt. She's got savings. You know, she was doing fine. And so then I always talk about how to make more money because generally people want more money, even if they don't phrase it that way. And she said that she wouldn't take promotions at work because more money meant more hassle. And she realized that came from her dad because her dad was saying, well, if you earn more money, you can give us some. So she was like, I'm not earning more money. 
and then she decided yeah she could earn more money but you know not tell him actually (laughs) wow it's so interesting it's so fascinating how these things can shape our relationship and completely unaware as well that that's what's happening Hmm. that's what's interesting is because we don't talk about money we just don't we don't we don't look at these things you know if you talk about money you'll realize other people are so different yeah yeah and i think also like what you know it does because people don't talk about money because it's not um also it's that stiff uh, stiff upper lip isn't it with the with the brits as well we don't really talk about money and we don't share our thoughts and our fears around money and also it leads to it can lead to a lot of relationship problems as well um but if actually we just kind of learn these things about ourselves and where they might have started from and developed from I suppose we have more compassion for ourselves and an ability to talk about it openly and communicate. Definitely. I think relationships is, is, is a very popular problem in relationships and talking about it is definitely the way to go. But people are different. So some people are spenders and some people are savers. And if you're a saver, you're never going to feel comfortable with your partner putting things on credit cards. And if you're a spender, you're going to be like, well, why, why keep that, all that money in our savings account when we could go and have a wonderful holiday? So they're never going to agree. So it's about keeping both parties happy enough and taking, you know, so both parties have their needs met and then you find the middle road on what you spend your money on. And I always advise that everyone has their own little emergency fund, whether you're male or female, but you've got your own little emergency fund of your money that you can do what you want with and that you keep separate you know in case where you talked about divorce didn't you a couple of weeks ago so yeah yeah Yeah, it's good to have a rainy day fun definitely (laughs) and obviously we are the midlife mentors and we'd love to know why you think jenny you know it can be such a touchy subject at midlife what's your thoughts on that I think it's interesting at midlife because in the 20s, you're all full of hope and optimism. And by midlife, you realize you've tried everything you know. And often people have lost hope and you're comfortable with your credit card bill or, you know, and you've given up that that's just how it's going to be for the rest of your life. Or you're striving and think, oh, if I just work a bit harder, if I just work a bit harder, I'll get there. And I think that's where you're, you are trapped. And especially in the 40s, I find that people have very trapped by life demands you know they've got all kinds of um, bills and you know monthly bills and car payments and mortgage payments and you know kids costs and all that kind of stuff and it can be difficult to to find the way through with that and then you've got the media coming down on them saying you know you should be more successful and you should be doing this and that doesn't help at all does it really so I think it's that combination I do think as you get to 50 it gets much easier but at 40 I think it's very very it is quite tough really well i think we um there's a sense that we should have it all figured out by the time we're in our 40s and actually a lot of us don't a lot of us don't and there's that that real pressure and feeling that we failed i know i know and you just got to look a bit broader so even if you're the least successful person you know you're still doing better than most of the world so if you earn twenty five thousand pounds a year that makes you one of the top 10 percent earners in the world according wow. to the global rich list. I didn't know this, Jenny. I, that's an amazing fact, actually. That puts it into perspective about what we do have rather than what we don't. Exactly, because you always look at people who've got the things you haven't got as opposed to the things that you have got. You know, we're always looking up going, oh, I wish I had that and I wish I had that. Um, there's a great uh, quote from, it's from the Harvard professor 
Professor Tal Ben-Shahar from his book Happier. And he says human nature craves growth, which in money terms is we always want more, we want more. But happiness comes from appreciating what you have. And that's where gratitude comes in, which I know you guys are big fans of. So it's kind of if you can be grateful for what you have and then look at what you want more and do it more consciously. But gratitude is a wonderful one. It kind of just reminds you that you've got a roof and you've got food and you've, you know, you're not going to starve tonight. You're not sleeping under the railway station, you know? I know. And that level of being like present in your own life. Gratitude brings a sense of being present in your life and actually not always. You know, we're talking about money and wanting to earn more money and things like that. But actually just appreciating the money you do have makes you present and yeah, able to lean into joy a little bit more. Yeah, something you work on with clients a lot is working on gratitude lists and, and rituals around gratitude. It doesn't, it doesn't even have to be money or wealth related, you know, just no. be grateful for, you know, for, your, for your health, for whatever. Where you are right now. Definitely. And um, in fact, a lot of your fitness stuff works for money as well. Yes, yes. yes. They say your health is your wealth. And actually, you know, that's, I always say this to clients. I've read so many books on this, but about, um, you know, the millionaires and the lifestyle they lead and what, you know, what are some of the common themes with the millionaires? And one of the things that they all pretty much all say is they have a morning ritual. They, they put in the reps with their mindset, you know, gratitude, all that kind of stuff. But they also put the reps in with exercising and moving their body and eating well. So it's a real common theme with wealthier people that they, they set that time aside and, and kind of really ensure that, that they keep that up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, what are some of your ways that you suggest people can overcome or shift their limiting beliefs around money? Uh, the first one is probably get out of denial. So lots of people <laughs> run around with the, the hands over their ears going, la, 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 I don't want to do it. <laughs> I've never done that in my life, obviously, no, Jenny. No, never done that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just, it makes me sad when I hear people, you know, on the train or just kind of worrying about money and fretting about money and complaining about money. And it's like, please don't do that. Just save all of that time. And take one action, anything. I don't care what it is. Just start where you are, you know, from looking at your bank account or, you know, on your relationship side, write a letter to money. Journaling or writing down your stream of consciousness is a really effective way to interrupt old money thoughts. And amongst many scientific benefits of journaling, creating unexpected solutions is my favorite for money. Um, I have a template on my website or just use a blank sheet of paper, but take one action and then forget about it. I try and have money day on the first of the month. And so you do everything money related on that day. And then you can just enjoy, you know, 29, 30 days of not worrying about money for the rest of the month. That's a great tip. And we still do financial Fridays. We do we? finance Fridays. <laughs> we do finance Fridays. And um, also that, that letter to money, my goodness, before our session yeah, doing that. It is a really powerful woo! That was, that brought up a lot of stuff. Go to Jenny's website and download the template and, and do that. Yeah. Um, actually, Jenny, do you just want to take this opportunity to um, shout out what your website is while we're talking about your website? Absolutely. So my website is iexplainmoney.co.uk. So iexplainmoney.co.uk. And the letter on the website is designed to take you through from coming up with a problem to, to a solution so you feel better about money after reading it. 
the letter I asked Claire and James to write is about bringing up old money beliefs so that when you come for coaching, they're all right there in your head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Really? Um, and one of the things we've talked about as well um, before is about giving yourself permission. Do you want to just kind of expand on, because that's another one of the tips that I know that you have spoken to us about, is giving yourself permission. And we love this. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, I think we all want to be the person who earns, you know, millions working four hours a week. And, you know, let me know how you get on with that, because I'd love to hear how to do it so I can <laughs> teach everybody else. But most of the time, we just don't give ourselves permission. So I had a man, this is very common with people who associate with being working class. So I had a man mm. who earned two grand a month his whole life. His colleagues were earning over 100,000, and he was very, very fed up. When mm. I asked him, how much are you allowed to earn? He said, £2,000. Otherwise, it would be immoral. And then he went, oh, oh, that's why, that's why I'm stuck at this level. I can hear my dad talking to me. You know, he's a real working class man from Manchester. And, and he goes, but I've got family support and things have moved on. You know, and I said to him, well, you do this. Why don't you do that? And he was like, what? I never thought of that. But that will earn me thousands. I was like, yes, absolutely. And now he's earning £80,000 because he gave himself permission oh awesome i love that it's like it is it's giving yourself permission to be the person that you deserve to be basically it's yeah. like when i work with clients it's giving them the permission to step into the health and the body that they and knowing your value yeah yeah self-worth and all that sort of stuff so jenny just on our last little question for you what would you say some of the benefits of shifting your thoughts around money are well, stop worrying, you know, just that the whole peace of mind is just totally underestimated, really. You know, spend an hour on your money and then just not worry about it for a month. No worries. Yeah. That's the short answer. I mean, yeah. midlife, we tried everything. Um, but I just think people underestimate what's possible. You know, when you get to 50, you've got 20 years still to live the dream, to think about Think about what you did in your 20s and 30s, all the things you accomplished, all the adventures you have. You've got 20 more years to do something you love, travel, write the book, start the business. But you've also got all your skills, wisdoms and assets you've built up. You know, there's no age limit to making money. So I think it's just about kind of realizing that there is more possible and it's not about working harder or giving yourself a hard time. It's about seeing the route through, finding the answers in yourself and then taking the actions very like fitness and health and well-being it's the same thing but just money and it's completely possible oh, oh I absolutely love, love that. that and that is why we love jenny <laughs> <laughs> well you do you kind of like just make it all very practical but also from a you know i know you don't mind us saying this it is from an energy perspective and that kind of is from that law of attraction perspective it's that, you know, it's the inner and the outer. So it's the outer actions, but being fueled by, you know, all that deeper work, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you need both. And most people work on one or the other. So lots yeah. of people are doing lots of affirmations and things like that, but then they never take an action. It's like, yeah. come on, guys. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because um, I just remember it was just such a light bulb moment for me that I realized that I was, you know, because I, I've, I've got such that spiritual aspect of me where I've always loved doing my affirmations, my visualization board. But I realized that because of those money beliefs that were holding me back, I wasn't, I was almost like scared to take action and the actions like did terrify me. 
But actually getting to the root of where it was all coming from um, and starting to take action, I got more confidence. You can't get more confidence by not taking action. Exactly. And you guys are brilliant at that, to getting people, you know, doing the fitness. And it's just exactly the same thing. Aww. Jenny, thank you so, we so love much. You so, so much. We really do. And um, check out, please check out Jenny's website. Um, iexplainmoney.co.uk. iexplainmoney.co.uk. That's right, isn't it, Jenny? <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, look out for her next retreat today. We will, we hope will to be on. Yes, we will be there with bells on. Spring 2020. <laughs> Absolutely. I look forward to it. It's been such a delight. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank Jenny, you so thank much, you so, Jenny. So much. Big, big love. Yeah. You've been listening to the Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.